0: Movies that depict the lives of real people have a certain responsibility to those figures, to portray them in a way that's mostly factual, at least in theory they do, but artistic license is a funny thing, allowing screenwriters and filmmakers to play fast and loose with the facts, in turn leaving a real person, often someone no longer with us, with their reputation in tatters. Though it's absolutely true that nobody should take all of their history lessons from movies, it's also fair to say that people are far more More likely to remember the true stories in films than they are long-forgotten history quizzes. And if audiences don't apply any critical thought to what they're watching, as they usually don't, it's possible for a film to turn the tide on a person's entire legacy. These ten films, whether intentionally or not, ruined the public standing of famous figures both dead and alive, ensuring that the subjects or their surviving family members spoke out in anger, perhaps even taking it to the courts to get the record straight. So let's take a look. I'm Amy from What Culture, and here are 10 movies that ruined real life people's reputations. 10. Richard Jewell, Kathy Scruggs. Clint Eastwood's recent Oscar-nominated drama Richard Jewell came under fire for its depiction of journalist Kathy Scruggs, who first ran the story that the FBI considered Jewell a person of interest in planting the bomb that he actually discovered. The film shows Scruggs as obtaining the information by flirting with an FBI agent, with the implication being that she frequently traded sex for stories. Scruggs' former newspaper called the characterization, of which there's no evidence whatsoever, entirely false and malicious, whilst others condemned Eastwood's film for reinforcing the cliché that hotshot female reporters would use their sexuality to obtain breaking information. Scruggs herself died back in 2001, meaning she's no longer around to defend herself, and some people thus accused the film of assassinating her character. Though a mighty stink was kicked up about Scruggs' portrayal online, it's still fair to say that the overwhelming majority of people watching the film will simply accept the facts, as Eastwood presents. Them. 9. Spotlight Jack Dunn Spotlight is an Academy Award-winning portrayal of the Boston Globe's investigation into child sex abuse by Boston Roman Catholic priests. Acclaimed as it was, it also received blowback from one of the people depicted, Jack Dunn, a trustee and PR man for Boston College High School. During a brief interaction with journalists, he's shown to be dismissive and defensive of questions about sexual abuse taking place at the college. The real Dunn mounted a legal defense almost immediately, claiming that he never downplayed abuse allegations though both real-life journalists involved hit back that he did everything he could to protect the college's image. In order to dampen the flames, distributor Open Road Films ultimately offered a statement apologizing for his depiction, whilst also making a series of donations to local charities in his name. Given that literally tens of millions of people have seen Spotlight and only a small fraction of them ever read about his legal challenge, his reputation hasn't really recovered. 8. Bonnie and Clyde, Frank Hamer. Bonnie and Clyde is a fantastically entertaining dramatisation of the titular outlaws, albeit one that generally portrays the police officer characters as cartoonishly ineffectual villains. This is especially problematic in the case of real-life Texas Ranger Frank Hamer, played here by veteran character actor Denver Pyle, who is envisioned in the film as an idiot who doggedly pursues Bonnie and Clyde primarily out of revenge for being humiliated by them. While there likely wasn't much of a way to depict Hamer as anything less than an antagonist, In reality, he was a distinguished lawman, and far from the mustachioed caricature he resembles in the 1967 classic. Once the film hit screams, Hamer's family sued Warner Bros for defamation and in 1971 received an out-of-court settlement. The story didn't quite end there, though. Last year's Netflix drama The Highwayman attempted to further rehabilitate Hamer's image by depicting him far more faithfully, as played with compelling gruffness by Kevin Costner. 7. The Imitation Game, Commander Alistair Denniston. Despite winning the Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar, 2014's Alan Turing biopic The Imitation Game was widely scrutinized for its shaky historical authenticity. One person the film got all wrong was Commander Alistair Denniston, Turing's superior who oversaw the cryptography team at Bletchley Park. Denniston is portrayed here as a standoffish, disagreeable man who only stood in the way of Turing's attempts to crack the Enigma code. This is largely counter to historical Historical reports of Denniston, prompting many to suggest that the film simply contrived Deniston as a villain to generate some added tension. After all, why else would you cast Charles Dance? Denniston's family were offended enough to write a complaint to the Daily Telegraph, saying how they thought it was sad that the film takes unwarranted sideswipes at Alistair for the sake of cheap tension. This prompted the film's writer to apologize, calling Alistair one of the great heroes of Bletchley Park. Still, are people gonna remember this tacit apology or the acid tongued portrayal of Deniston by one of our finest actors. 6. 300 – The entire Persian Empire In fairness, basically everything about Zack Snyder's 300 screams I'm not a history lesson, from its over-stylized color palette to its perfectly chiseled Spartan soldiers, and yes, its WWE-worthy one-liners. As much as the film is praised for its splashy style, many took umbrage with 300's depiction of the Persian Empire, which some even dubbed outright racist. In the film, Persians are shown to be primitive, savage others. contrast to the archetypally masculine and handsome Spartans, with much of the Persian army composed of subhuman mutants. The most egregious singular portrayal, however, is that of King Xerxes himself, reimagined here as a decadent, towering semi-god, counter to the decidedly more modest reality that Xerxes was just a totally regular-looking dude. Historical license obviously speaks for itself in a movie like this, but you can also appreciate why 300 ruffled so many feathers in Iran, given how rarely Hollywood depicts Middle Eastern characters with anything even remotely close to nuance. 5. Cinderella Man – Max Baer Ron Howard's riveting sports drama offers up a spirited biopic of boxing champion James J. Braddock, though it isn't quite so charitable when it comes to depicting Braddock's final opponent, heavyweight champion Max Baer. Baer is basically portrayed as a caricature of his actual self. A prototypical sporting villain intended to amp up the film's underdog storyline, Baer is presented as a cruel and callous man who took relish in killing two of his opponents in the ring. In reality, Baer was actually an extremely popular fighter at his peak and though he did indeed beat a fellow combatant Frankie Campbell to death in the ring his son insisted this incident haunted Bear for his remaining years prompting him to donate money periodically to Campbell's family the hollywood version of bear is largely a fabrication because it weaves a more immediately dramatic story than braddock simply triumphing over a nice well-liked opponent 4 the elephant man tom norman David Lynch's The Elephant Man is the emotional cornerstone of the director's diverse filmography, offering up a deeply compassionate portrayal of the elephant man, John or Joseph Merrick. But the film delivers a conversely black and white treatment of its villain, the greedy, abusive, psychopathic boozed-up ringmaster Mr. Bites, who forcefully retains John in his circus freak show. Mr. Bites is actually based on the English showman Tom Norman, who was in fact the final exhibitor of John Merrick. Yet, counter to his depiction in Lynch's film, which is based on the 1923 book The Elephant Man and other reminiscences, Norman's family have insisted ever since that he cared about Merrick, treated him humanely and didn't have a drinking problem. There's some solace, at least, that Lynch's film had the good grace to change the character's name, even if for all intents and purposes most viewers will effectively conflate the two. 3. The Blind Side Michael Orr. 2009's biographical sports drama The Blind Side may have won Sandra Bullock a questionable Best Actress Oscar for her performance as rich white woman Leanne Tui, but the American football player around whom the story revolves, Michael Orr, ultimately binned off the film, saying it was damaging to his career. Orr was played by Quentin Aaron in a rock-solid performance, though Orr took issue with how aggressively the film both simplified and exaggerated aspects of his life story, such as making him look dumb and downplaying the racism he encountered throughout his life. More than anything, Orr expressed frustration that the film caused fans, and even those in the industry, to regard him differently. Orr said that because of the movie, people criticize him and doubt his talents, crediting his achievements more to his adoptive mother than him. That's why people look at me every single play, he said. I'm tired of the movie. I'm here to just play football. 2. Titanic William Murdoch. As much of a technically rigorous masterpiece as James Cameron's Titanic might be, it plays decidedly more fast and loose with historical fact, particularly with its depiction of first officer William Murdoch. In the film, Murdoch infamously shoots two men amid the frantic scramble for lifeboats, in a panicked attempt to maintain order before shooting himself in the head in disgrace. Murdoch's nephew Scott saw Titanic and vocally objected to Cameron's mischaracterization, given that there's nothing more than unsubstantial rumour that Murdoch took part in any of these acts. As a result, Fox executive Scott Neeson visited the nephew in Scotland to personally apologise, whilst also donating £5,000 to a local high school's William Murdoch Memorial Prize. Cameron himself even acknowledged the controversy on Titanic's DVD commentary, stating that he never intended to depict Murdoch as anything less than an honourable man, somehow. Yet, given that Titanic grossed over $2 billion worldwide and remains a cultural monolith, today, it's fair to say that 99% of people still think of Murdoch as a murderer and a coward. Oof. 1. The Social Network. Mark Zuckerberg. David Fincher's masterful drama, The Social Network, effectively mythologized Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg as, at best, a socially awkward, deeply arrogant young man who made the site to get back at a girl who dumped him. At worst, the Zuck is portrayed as a condescending ass who betrayed his best pal because it was best for business. Though the historical truth of Fincher's film has been much argued over the years, it's generally accepted that Sorkin's script sexed up the drama orbiting around Zuckerberg for artistic purposes. Yet, Jesse Eisenberg's performance as Zuckerberg is what many still use as their frame of reference for the real human being, whilst the man himself insists that his depiction is largely fictionalized and that he made Facebook simply because he enjoyed building things. He also added that he wished nobody had made movie of him whilst he was still alive to see it. The fact that Zuckerberg has increasingly become a figure of ire over the last decade, due to Facebook's issues with privacy and political manipulation, only makes his coolly detached depiction here feel more eerily accurate. And with Sorkin recently talking up the possibility of a sequel, perhaps he'll get dragged through the cinematic mud all over again soon enough.